Happy New Sorry, Year, Gareth. Happy New Year. I um, how was your Yuletide? My Yuletide. What yeah. does that actually mean? Does that cover the whole of the Christmas period? Th- um, I'm gonna have to Google it now because I've lost confidence in it. But uh, I okay. think so. Y- Yuletide. Yuletide meaning winter festival. So yeah, it's the yeah, winter festival. I guess. Yeah. I couldn't have been more accurate. I, I've eaten and drank more than I perhaps should have. More than usual? Yeah. As in like... Like, I, yeah, I couldn't move. At one point I thought, I'm going to die. At another mm. po- point I thought, I just need to keep eating because that's the state I'm in. Even though I was fully full and like felt sick, I was like, I need to keep eating because that's all I know anymore. Yeah. It gets to a point where your kitchen's so full of stuff that every time you go in, you feel yeah. duty bound to eat something. Yeah. You know, I've got to eat something. Look at all this choice. <laughs> yeah. And you're also like, it's never going to go. It's never going to go. So I've got to eat it right now. And how is it now? What's your stock take like? Um, There's not much left. I have brought up a little sweet treat, which is some jelly bean factory jelly beans. Ooh, nice. Yeah, just some it sweet. You know, you've got so many sweets in your house and chocolate. They've stopped becoming treats and you have them so often. You go, oh, I'll have a yeah. treat. But no, I've, I had one yesterday. I had a, you know, it's all the time. They're not treats, sure. they're just food now. No, they're just, <laughs> it's just who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've equally brought something up and it's illegal. It's an illegal treat. Illegal? In this country, yeah. Twinkie. Gonna... It's a... Why are Twinkies illegal? Because they are so many um, full of chemicals. Yeah. Uh, well, the chemicals that are in them, some of them I think we can't have in the UK anymore. Brexit. So, yeah. But I got, Santa got me some and I've got one here. Have you ever had a Twinkie? No, never. One of my friends had, I got him on once and I watched him eat it and his soul left his body for a good five minutes. He was like, what, this it was is so good. Or? Oh, right. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, check if they're not free and next time I'll bring you one and you can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, how much? If are, you can what, see. Not how much are they? What are they? Oh, right. They've got like cream like in cake. the middle of them. Yeah, yeah. That's the illegal bit, I reckon. The synthetic cream that's in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, a typical sponge. It doesn't look much on the outside, does it? It just looks like a normal, but even at no. the bottom there, you've got the inserts of the cream. Yeah, you yeah. So when you're eating something that's illegal because it has so many chemicals in it, how do you make yourself feel better about that? Um, I just don't think about it. I just that's suppress a, it, yeah. um, brush it under the carpet and eat it. Fair enough. Do you know what I'm realising about these jelly beans? Sometimes there's like, horrible flavors and i don't want that i don't just want to dip my hand in then come out like yeah with a horrible flavor well that's that's the risk you take isn't it what's the horrible flavor you're worried about isn't there a like cinnamon one yeah yeah i don't i used to not like the coffee one but i drink coffee now so it's fine but it's not like i don't want like when i'm eating like berry flavored sweets i don't then want a coffee flavored sweet really yeah yeah. 
And the cinema one, I think, is dark red. But I think cherry is also a similar colour. So you, you're taking your life in your hands. I don't know what that was, but it's not nice. Mm. I'm going to say it. Jelly beans, not a good cinema snack. That's funny you should say Imagine that. Imagine this next to you. <clears throat> I was in the cinema on Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and we had jelly beans. You're kidding. <laughs> they sell them at, at the Regal. And they're a good snack, actually. You just got to be careful. You know, it could be quiet. But are they those like big ones that are a bit softer? Um, no, I like, don't know. What, if I what hold up this What's... jelly bean compared to my fingernail, it's it's yeah. not. Um, it's quite a hard task actually. But they're not very big. But you can get those yeah, jelly no, beans. These that ones are like aren't big. Much bigger, right? Okay. No, 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 no. But there's only a little pot of them. It's only like a potlet. Right. Let's see. But um, Sarah loves them, so we have them every time we go. But then the risk is even higher because you're in the dark. You don't know what colour you put in your mouth. Yeah, sure. Well, that's... So, the other day... You know, there's this whole thing that people say Smarties are all the same. Like, there's no there's no mm. different taste and they're all the same thing. I was like, that's a lie. I can tell the difference. So I said to Becky, I was like, I guarantee I can tell the difference right now with my eyes closed. She was like, all right. She got one out of each. <laughs> I got one right. <laughs> I was so confident going in <laughs> that I could do them all. trying them one by one. I was oh, cleansing no. my palate like a dick. And uh, wow. I got the orange one and that was it. So just by chance you got it right. But no, because the orange one definitely did taste like orange. So they must mm. all have different flavors. I think it does. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, the orange one certainly does, but what does green taste like? What does blue taste like? I don't know. Well, one of them was like beetroot. I was like, no, I don't want a beetroot smarty. What does beet beetroot is a rank flavour, really? Yeah. I mean, I like a beetroot, but that's it. I don't Do like you? several beetroots. If you're like having a barbecue and there's some beetroot there, mm -hmm. I'd chuck one of them on my plate. What, pickled? You? Well, whatever, however it is. Well, I always have an issue with pickled beetroot because it dyes everything on your plate. It does, yeah, like red cabbage. Yeah. And so as a kid, I was like, nah. Because I, I was the kind of kid who split his ice cream and jelly into two different bowls. I'm not having yep. beetroot on my plate. That's the worst thing you can do. Sure, yeah, worst option. What was your um, Boxing Day watch this year? Did you boxing have one? Day watch? Because Boxing Day feels like a day to day. watch a film. Is it? But you didn't. I uh, No, I watched one on Christmas Day and I watched one on the 27th. But uh, on Boxing okay. Day, we we made soup, we went for a walk and then I drove home in the evening. So I didn't really have time to watch a film. Right. You know? So what did you watch on the other day, on Christmas Day? Christmas Day was the first time I've watched The Muppet Christmas Carol on Christmas Day. And how was that? It was an absolute joy. Like, it, it couldn't be more Christmassy. Victorian Christmas on Christmas Day. Did you start the day like then. that? Was it like a uh, No, it was, it was about 4pm. Right. After dinner, getting dark. We watched and it my, quite early my this partner, uh, My brother's partner hadn't seen it before, which is another layer to the oh, great. operation. 
Fantastic. Uh, sorry, go go ahead. No, we watched it on the 19th. So it's actually not that much earlier, but hmm. you know, you usually watch it Christmas Eve. So what swayed you to not this year? Um, our Christmases are changing because we're alternating. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different vibe, you know? Sure. I don't know. I don't think we watched anything on Christmas Eve. But it was an option. I tell, actually, it was an option to watch a Christmas Eve, but they were making a they were making dessert for Christmas Day, and you know time gets ahead of you. Yeah, chatting, sure. Dessert making. It was very yeah. lovely, but I think oh. it was nice because we watched it on Christmas Day, and it was um, I couldn't ask for more. Really, what did yeah. you watch on Boxing Day? Well, um, two films. I got up pretty early no one else was awake and i thought i could just lay here in bed and read or scroll so like, no do you know what i'm gonna go downstairs and i'm gonna watch a film on my own in my pajamas and start boxing Lovely. day off that way so i went downstairs and i watched maestro the not very christmasy <laughs> film but um <laughs> quite intense yeah yeah it's one of my last film entries into 2023 films <clears throat> and yeah we'll perhaps get on to more of that later but it was uh it was good. Quite an it intense great. Boxing Day watch, though. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, Do you know when people come downstairs on, like half watched. asleep? Yeah. And they're like, oh, morning. And you're in the middle morning. of that. Yeah. Like, What's going on here? Br- Bradley Cooper's sweating his ass off. On, in hindsight, yeah, maybe you should have <laughs> put like Lion King on or something. <laughs> um, um, what was your last should... watch of uh, 2023? Ooh. What was the last thing you watched? Past Lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't actually talk to you about that. No. No, I uh, watched it on the 29th of December, so I didn't have chance for a film the last two days in December. But, yeah, Past Lives, lovely. 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 <laughs> um, well, at this point, I should probably say it was my top film of the year, seeing as that we're talking about the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see, I, for, I four-starred it. But it did just make my top five of the year. Mm, that's good. But yeah, number number one. Number one. Was it the subtlety of it that got you? Or was yeah, it, I just yeah. gripped. Um, you know, you're watching something good at home when you don't even even t- attempted to look at your phone these days. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I just lo- it lost me for a couple of hours. And uh, I think I don't know if it's just because it's time of my life. They were about 35 when they met each other the last time, which sure. is my age. Uh, and you you have these people in life that just keep coming back every now and again. And there's that element to it I just found really fascinating. I, I related yeah. to, to it in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Nice. It just didn't, like, I loved it. I, I can't really pick any faults with it. I just didn't leave going like, whoa. It didn't, yeah. it didn't affect me as much, so... And the other thing was I'd had Babylon in number one for nearly the whole year. Yeah. And I thought surely something's got to better it. So I was willing it to to be good. Right. And Babylon's gutted. Babylon sat there Babylon's like, like oh, what man, the I'm so close. <laughs> That's you only four days from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I had a word with it and I said, listen, Babylon. <laughs> Babylon. Well, we're talking about 2023 in general. Do you want That's to start what we're with... we're here for, yeah? 
That's what we're here for, yeah. Do you want to start with our lists? Um, new films to us, like that we've never seen before but aren't from 2023, or with our stats? Where do you want to start? Oh, I think stats is a good place to start, isn't it? Stats. Okay, so I'm we're on. using... Let me, let me get my stats up then. For new listeners, we're using Letterboxd. For old listeners, mm. we're using Letterboxd, which we're we're big fans of. So we, we've got our stats up from the year which tells us what we've watched what we've what what we've enjoyed what yeah loads of different things so to start with for example this year i have watched 272 films new and old unbelievable and that includes rewatches i suppose yeah 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 well ellis i got 203 203 in the end Woo-hoo! i aimed for 200 and i got to 203 happy with that and that's an average of 16.9 a month, 3.9 per week. Hashtag stats. <laughs> um, mine's average of 5.2 a week. What's your worst day for watching films? It tells you like your worst day, the, the day you watch least films on. That is interesting, isn't it? Uh, 20 films on a Tuesday is my worst. Tuesday's my worst day. Tuesday's my best day. How crazy. Whoa. And Saturday's what are you doing on Tuesday. Worst. I think there was a lot of like in the evening, Tuesday evening. I'll get a film yeah. on. <laughs> My best day is Sunday. Quite a few Tuesday cinema trips as well. Yeah, your best true. day is Sunday. Yeah, forty-two films on the Sunday, but it's because my Sundays have opened up. Right, I used to do the sure. youth theatre stuff. Yeah, I used yeah. to theatre things, and now I'm I'm free as a bird, carefree. You can do what you want. Yeah, yeah. nice. Whereas I had that for a bit and now I'm doing a show that rehearses on mm. a Sunday. Yeah. <sighs> Here's a question for you, Alice. I'm really excited about it, but you know, not having a Sunday again is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. Go on. To, what's your question? What's your, what was your, what was your hundredth film? And what was your 200th film? And 250th <laughs> for you? My hundredth film that I watched this year was a rewatch of Before Sunrise. Of course it was. And my 200th, oh God, that's terrible, was uh, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> you need to think about these things, mate. You need to keep I on know. top of your stats because that's going to be stuck with you now. That is stuck with me. Saltburn was my 250th, which that's that good. stuck with me, Christ. <clears throat> yeah. My, uh, my, 100, my 100th was Back to the Future. Perfect. At your stag? Yeah. Perfect. My 150th was Top Hat. Classic. And my 200th was Aliens. I mean, so much better than mine. Yeah, yeah. i tell you why, because I uh, keep a track of these things. You thought about it. I thought about it. I even probably talked to you about, well, I definitely talked to you about the Aliens one. Scrolling down to your your stars on these stats. Hmm. Who who have you got on there? Because I've already spoke to you about mine. Mine's um, my top four are <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Ron Perlman and Vin Diesel. It says a lot about you. I had a very action man macho year because I watched all the Rockies. I watched all the Fast and Furious and I watched a lot of Guillermo del Toro. So that's why those four are on there. <clears throat> Because if you go f- lower, there's more Fast and Furious stars. And then Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise, because I watched a fair bit of Mission Impossible as well. 
<sighs> Mine's very, very interesting, but it also frustrates me that it's very male dominated. I need to sort this out. Um, yeah, mine is too. My top four, is that what you want? Or five? One, two, three. Go we'll it. go five. Elizabeth Banks is fourth. Then Bradley Cooper. Then David Bradley, the guy. <laughs> I told you not to ask me that. Yeah. From <laughs> Why is David Bradley <laughs> on your top? I've watched five. I need, we'll come back to the that. Interesting I need to is, know the films that you've watched. Yeah, yeah. Old, um, Pinocchio, Hot Fuzz, World's End, Harry yep. Potter, and The Order of the Phoenix, and then Chicken Run, Door of the Nugget. Yeah, fair, yeah. He's in all of those, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, in second place, Toby Jones. Another surprising thing. Wow. Hunger Games, two Hunger Games, Christopher Robin, Empire Light, Pale Blue Eyes, and Indiana Jones. Wow. It's not even a series, it's, it's just... Yeah. Just so happens. And then the top spot, absolute classic, Tom Hanks. Oh. For that yeah. Tom Hanks blog you were going to do. No. <laughs> no, you'd think so, wouldn't that? you? You were yeah, going to do a do. Michael Caine yeah. one and then you watched two Tom Hanks films and <laughs> it was a whole mess. <laughs> and I didn't do either. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No. And now you are so, bragging about him being the top spot on your, on your stars. <laughs> I could write a thing so, about him, yeah, no. You I could, watched yeah. seven. Interesting. Yours is a lot less macho man. Yeah, than more character based, isn't it? Which is so weird, because I don't love many of those. I love Sylvester Stallone, but the rest of them I can take or leave as actors, really. Mm. So it's a shame. Here's a question for you. This I'm going to veer off stats now. Do you mind? No, all I had left to ask was about the directors on you. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Let's do directors. Okay. Go on then, what's your directors? Top three. My top three, okay. So third is Justin Lin. A.K. the director of Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, and F Nine. Yeah, what a waste of time that was watching all of them. Then um, second place is M Night Shyamalan. I've watched eight of his films this year. Bloody hell, that's good. And then top Guillermo del Toro. I've watched nine of his films this year. That's mad. Nine. I know. Nine. You've, you're very completist, aren't you? Yeah, I like to complete that. Because then when a new one comes out, I'm like, yeah, I know this guy. I know Guillermo. Yeah. I, I know what he's about. So. Mine. Who will be next? I've got, um, <laughs> I've got a joint third place. Would you like to hear who the joints are? Yeah. Joint third place with two films. <laughs> I've got Edgar Wright, Chris McKay, Sam Mendes, Rob Rayner, Martin Scorsese, Ridley Scott, Francis <laughs> Lawrence, and Steven Spielberg. All with two films. Great, perfect. <laughs> I won't go into what I watched. You haven't sought after particular directors, have no. you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they're joint second. They're joint second place, <laughs> right? Because joint first place with three films each. Chad Stahelski, who directed the John Wick films, yep, and Brian De Palma, um, and the yes. three different films: The Untouchables, Carrie, and Mission Impossible. Well, very different. I love Brian De Palma's discography because he's got such a different filmography, not discography. He's not an artist, but he's got such a different collection mm-hmm. of, uh, I also watched three of his films, but he, he came fifth for me. But yeah, he's got such a different collection of films on his, on his list. 
Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah, you wanted to move off stats. What for? <laughs> what for? Where was so much fun? Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, go in and delve into 2023 now, and go and, and ask you, are there any films from 2023? Might be an obvious question, really. Are that going to make your top film or enter the top 100 films of the decade? Of the decade? Mm. Hmm. Well, I can tell you, I've got a list that is my top 100 films of all time. And okay, yeah. There are still four star films on that list. So mm. I've not seen 100 film, five star films. So there's still four stars. Therefore, anything that I gave a five star this year is on that top 100 of all time. So that's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Barbie, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking just 2023 or just 2023 any films just 2023 yeah so they're the three yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah and so yeah they'd be on top of the decade as probably would Babylon past lives the Fablemans bottoms most of my top 10 I reckon I mean all of my top 10 and then maybe a bit bit further decade we're only what three years in four years in three years in mm-hmm. so what about you sir I suppose, yeah, the top 10 of every year would make you 100 of the decade, right, I suppose? Yeah. Bit of a stupid question, really. Well, no, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I guess so. Well, Babylon, Past Lives, uh, Spider-Man, Kids of the Flower Moon. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. That's going to make my top of the decade, I reckon. Oppenheimer's got to go in, isn't it? So just then- reel off your top 10 for me, because you okay. kind of, yeah. So 10th place is Barbie. Mm. In ninth place is May, December. Okay. Puss in Boots is 8th. Asteroid City, 7th. Oppenheimer, 6th. Are You There, God is Me, Margaret in 5th. Killers of the Flower Moon in 4th. Spider-Man in 3rd. Babylon in 2nd. And Past Lives in 1st. Nice. We've got a fairly similar list with a couple of couple of differences. My, uh, my top 10 is 10th uh, Asteroid City. 9, Marcel yeah. the Shell with Shoes On. Eight, mm-hmm. Bottoms. Seven, Guardians 3. Six, The Fablemans. Five, Past Lives. Four, Babylon. Third, Spider-Man. Second, Barbie. And first, Puss in Boots. Yeah, we're not far off, you know. No. And I, <clears throat> and I haven't seen a couple of those. Must sell the shoes on one. And Bottoms? Not seen you it. haven't seen Bottoms, right? No, not seen Bottoms. I haven't seen May, December off your list. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we need a a top ten exchange. Yeah. Probably what I love is Puss that. in Boots. When did that come out? February. February. We watched Puss in Boots in February, and it stayed in that top. Similar to what you were saying with Babylon. I thought mm. something's going to come and knock it off. Barbie came close, yeah. but didn't quite. Yeah. What do you think so, of the year as a film year? I don't know. I was talking to Gwil about this. The the top half, like the best ones are really good. So like that top 10 we just said, all fantastic. In fact, I'd say my top 20 is really strong. But there's a lot yeah. of like mid-range stuff that was like fine, but I didn't love it. Things like Maestro, Next Goal Wins, Scream 6, A Man Called Otto, Napoleon, Knock at the Cabin, there's a lot of stuff that's like just a little bit just, eh, it was fine. 
Um, and there's actually been a lot of disappointment this year, I think. Things like Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny, I really didn't like. Um, Renfield, I thought was going to be a lot of fun, and then it just wasn't. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was a massive disappointment. Um, Cocaine Bear, I thought was going to be great fun, and then wasn't. Um, yeah. It's been a bad year for yeah. uh, superheroes, hasn't it? Really I'd bad. Say. Really bad. I mean, Guardians did well. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and um, Across the Spider-Verse was a superhero yeah. film, obviously. But I think that's slightly different to what we've been used to. Like the Spider, yeah, the two Spider-Man sure. films are completely different to the Marvel stuff that's been happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I've been wondering why the superhero films have sort of fallen off a cliff a bit. Yeah. Because obviously the quality is a factor. And they're trying to rush them out for a while. But I think people's appetite is sort of uh, not as much for them. Um, yeah. And I've been trying to think why that might be. But I was wondering, since the pandemic, a lot of the stories have been quite uh, a bit less universy. They've been a lot smaller. The more successful ones have not been about big universes and stuff. Yeah, the be- I was going to say there's been a lot of university stuff, but the better ones have been smaller scale yeah more human yeah. stories i think there's there is an element of things being rushed i think marvel have such a pressure just as one example marvel of such a pressure to like release the next thing release the next thing the care's kind of yeah. gone mm-hmm. you can tell james gunn has been working on guardians 3 for a long time um yeah that's obviously a story he's had in his pocket whereas something like the marvels it felt rushed and didn't feel very thought out yeah. it felt like just and, part of the churn and the cgi has been so bad as well like the flash oh my god oh christ again that feels like just rush to get content out whereas actually make a good like the batman we waited three years for that like the Mm build-up of the batman was amazing and then when it dropped it was like and everyone went to see it and it was just it just had this feeling of like a lot of care whether you like the film or not a lot of care and time and effort has been put into making that a good film and like the second one we're still waiting for a trailer and it's been a couple of years since the first so yeah yeah i think it's just time and care needs to be put into every film it doesn't matter if it's a big blockbuster or not yeah i'm just looking at the 22 and 21 ranks that i did um and i think this year because it's we're fully out of the pandemic and stuff um, they've had a chance to make some of those not as good films because you do need the two or three star films, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because there's something enjoyable. Like we always love a good uh, Meg 2 or a, even though they're crap, but you need that in as part of the cinema going. Whereas looking at, uh, well, I mean, even looking at my top 10 from 2022, it's wildly different to this year. Number one yeah. was Top Gun. Obviously, that's massive. Um, but some of the lower one, like, uh, cha-cha real smooth I don't know that kind of film I don't know it just felt different last year my top 10 yeah. last year to the top 10 this year sure uh, my top 10 years, this year is filled with bigger films I think yeah it's been very like big budget big blockbuster good like things like Oppenheimer and Barbie fighting yeah. has been massive but then also big directors like we've had a, a new Christopher Nolan film Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, like the directors have been big too. Um, And Mm. I think now directors are a much bigger part of selling a film than they were 
literally five years ago. I think it's a much bigger deal. But like the Irishman, if the Irishman, the Irishman came out what five years ago and it dropped, it came out on Netflix. And now yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon is able to go for a cinema release, and I think that's because Martin Scorsese. Yes, it will have something to do with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, but I think it also has a lot to do with the name Martin Scorsese. I think people now are much more aware and bothered about directors than they were just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Which I think is good because someone like Greta Gerwig, who's made Barbie, made Little Women and made uh, Lady Bird. She's made three brilliant films. So now she's the name, which because directors weren't thought out before. Yeah. The noughties, like the female directors of the noughties have just kind of been lost in the wash. So I think Mm. it's really important. I've got a question for you. Here we go. Your standout shots of the year. Shots that like have stuck in your head from a film in 2023. You know what? You asked me this last year, right? And then I thought going into this year, you know what? I'm going to make a log of all the shots because I was really ill prepared. And I did it for about two months. And uh, (laughs) I hadn't done it since. However, there are some that stand out. And I've got, let me think, one, two, I've got three. Oh, four. Go for it. Christ. So, and they're all from January and February. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is Evil Dead Rice, the the title mm. sequence when she's floating above the water and it's like, oh. bloody hell. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer, when the countdown to the bomb's going off and there's like, it's just, um, I think it's, is it a shot of his face where it's everything's just going absolutely mental? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't it go? Doesn't it go silent? It goes silent, doesn't it? When it, the the bomb explodes. Yeah, for a second, because there's the delay, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know if that's a shot, but a sequence anyway that just blew my mind. Um, Till when she sees the coffin. Yeah. Is it when the, the coffin. coffin's coming off the train? Yeah, yeah. When it's got yeah. yeah. Mm. I wrote that's the one. That's the one I wrote down. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then past lives, you enjoyed. Well, no, no, no spoilers. But there's a bit um, where he's just about to get in a taxi, and they're just staring at each other. That yeah, I just it was, I just it, I loved it. I actually answered it this time. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> I'm becoming good at this. It's only taken three years. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I remember saying recently, one of my favourite shots of the year, and I can't remember what it was. So, you know, leave that with me. I'll I'll come to it. But um, I completely agree with you, Evil Dead Rise. That has stuck with me since. Like, what an amazing shot that was. Um, oh, oh I, I know what it is. It's, it's Maestro. Maestro. Yeah. Yeah. When there's, you've got... Carrie Mulligan, like, standing in the shadow of Bernstein conducting, and it's literally like, well, she is now living in his shadow, although they got together yeah. as this, like, celebrity power couple. At this point, she's just kind of been forgotten. She's just known as his wife. And that's the first kind of time you see that. So, I think yeah. Describing it, it sounds a bit GCSE, but when the actual shot is really, really good. Is really, really good. Yeah, it sounds very on the nose, but it is really good. Um... So yeah, that one, there's the shot, there's a shot in Saltburn, which is 
one of the poster shots of Barry Keoghan coming down in his dressing gown and he looks over the like gardens. That was a very good shot. I enjoyed that. But one of my favorites of the year is El Cond, which was the weird Pinochet vampire film, um, which the cinematography for is outstanding. But there's a shot where he is going out a door and he's flying. And it's just an amazing shot. So that is also up there for me. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> What's that about? No, no, no. Like, like oh, yeah. I just oh, exhaled. I it wasn't like a disappointing. No, no, oh, no. Not yeah, it sounded like, stop asking me bloody questions, Gareth. Question, question, question. Here's the question. <laughs> uh-huh. Biggest surprises of the year. Good ones. Mm. Bottoms. Yeah. You never expect bottoms. No. But when you're presented with them and they're good, it's a delight. You had a good time with bottoms. Very good time with bottoms. Yeah. And it was like I was in and out in no time to the cinema. And because it was like a short run time, you see it, you, you come out and it was just a great time from start to finish. Another surprise. I guess I was kind of surprised by Asteroid City because... Oh, yeah. I didn't love that it was Anderson's last one, the um, French Dispatch. So I kind didn't of they thought, leave? Like, when we went to watch it, didn't someone, the, the couple, we were yeah, only in left. the cinema with a couple and they left. Yeah. We were like, what? Because Asteroid City, I really enjoyed Asteroid City. Yeah, I enjoyed I it. Yeah. it was so good. Um, not a surprise, but just something I've just looked at. I'm like, oh yeah, that came out this year. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. That feels like That's it came out That's one of my surprises. Ago. I watched yeah. that twice this year. I never rewatching the so same. I'm so glad game, you loved it? it. It's like the top tier Marvel stuff. I feel like it's that sort of style of the year for me. Just wow. outside the top ten, I, I just yeah, I think it's just really fresh for yeah. a, something that could be that could go on and on. Like yeah, there's so many pe- people trying to start new franchises that it's just yeah. like it's all the same. But this just felt a bit different. And I would imagine they will do another Dungeons and Dragons movie, but it doesn't feel forced if they do. Mm-hmm. Feels warranted. Yeah. You were surprised by Wonka, right? Um. Because I, I remember surprised. saying to you, I think it's going to be great. And you were like, I think it's going to be a bit of a miss. Well, I was worried about it. Yeah. But I did enjoy yeah. it. But I'm not surprised that I, you know, like, right. I don't know. I wasn't as surprised because you were saying how good it was. Sure. So, but I was I was relieved more than surprised. I think. Air was a surprise. <laughs> I thought you went <laughs> air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, air was a surprise because although it has like Jason Bateman, Matt Damon, yeah. Ben Affleck, Viola Davis in it, it still like felt a bit like it was just going to be same old biopic. But yeah, it just had similar to what you're saying about Dungeons and Dragons. It had a different sort of energy to it. It felt fresh. Yeah. Because the story is a bit like, okay, this is a bit bit of a week. Yeah. You're really going to make yeah. us film about this? But no, it's uh, good. Have you got any surprises that I haven't said? Um, Creed 3. I had a, such a good time watching Creed 3. Loved it. Really good. Um, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, what else? 
May, December, I think. I, I wasn't expecting, because it's a Sky original. And for some reason, I've got something against Sky originals. So I just don't think, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I just feel like they're a bit straight to DVD. I don't know. There's been a lot of shit Sky. Sky originals. I think that's maybe yeah. why, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But May, December, I went thinking, well, I want to watch something. And, and it's got some good actors in it. And it, it was really, really good. And then Puss in Boots, it really pushed punching above its weight. And I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, the animation doesn't look that good. Looks a bit, I don't know, a bit too childlike. Yeah. But completely completely wrong. I loved it. I'm so desperate to watch that again. I just haven't yet because I don't know why. I'm desperate to watch that again and Barbie and Spider-Verse. Yeah, got it on Blu-ray. Have you? Yeah. Oh, have you as well? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I thought you'd been like, when you were at mine on New Year's, I thought maybe you'd been admiring the Blu-ray shelf and been like, you've got it on Blu-ray. So, sorry. <laughs> you think too highly of yourself, mate. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Did you not even look? I didn't even look, no. Bloody hell. I come to your house quite a lot. Yeah, that's true. I know, I just sat there eating chips. Other end then, biggest disappointments. Meg 2, even though I was expecting it to be rubbish but enjoyable, but it wasn't that enjoyable. Um, Renfield, again, I've always had a bit of an issue um, with Nick, with uh, Nicolas Cage. I've never really enjoyed his films. I've started to enjoy his films, like Pig and the other one he was in, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, the yeah. Massive Talent one. The Unbearable thought, okay, Massive w- Talent. W- he's making some good choices. And then Renfield's was a big miss. Um, no. And then, although I'm going to give it a second try, Napoleon disappointed me. Big so I'm going to watch the really, the even longer one. <laughs> I oh, don't know why. Christ, really? <laughs> I think I am, yeah. Because it might be better. And then on TV, on, because on TV I can pause and, you know. But yeah. we talked about this on a podcast yet to come. But um, it's we did. not good. We love a good, like, you, you always say there's room for three stars, always. And we love always. going to the cinema and seeing a great three star. So what were the best three-star movies that we saw in uh, in 2023? What a great question, Ennis. Um, I think the Mario Brothers is a great mm. three-star film. Megan. Mithrigan was, uh, yeah. Mithrigan was a great, it's in the name. Yeah. As I say, Pope's Exorcist, A Man Called Otto. Rye Lane. Did you watch Rye Lane? I, yeah, I gave it four-star though. Yeah, I think I give it four stars. Oh no, I gave it a three. Oh, but yes, that's a really good film. And I gave Empire of Light a three, but that's a disappointing three, so I'm going to leave that off. But a, a positive right. three: Super Mario Brothers, Man Called Otto, Pope's Exorcist, Megan, Mathrigan. Sorry. How about you? Uh, next goal wins. Really good mm-hmm. three star. Um. And that's recent. Mithrigan. That's recent. Mithrigan, recent, yeah. yeah. Mithrigan. Ry Lane for me. Um, the Scream Six. Like the Scream films are always fun, and Scream Six yeah. was was fun too. I tell you, a disappointment. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant really? Mayhem. That's sad. Because I did enjoy it, but I expected it to be one of the best animated films of the year, and it just wasn't. So my expectations were too high, really. But by the mm. end, it was just really predictable and easy in one note so 
Shame. Wonka. All right. It was great, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I was worried about it. It was really good, yeah. As I say, Sunday afternoon. I don't know how great it'll be for a rewatch. And uh, at the start, it was all like very CGI-y. But that's just me being old. I think I'm getting a bit grumpy about fake things. Sure. That's not its fault. It's my fault. Um, Mm. But no, what a joy. What a joy. It was a joy. It was joyous. Joyous. Paul King's a bit of a... He's got some, hasn't he? He's directed two Paddington films and this, and they've all been great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever he does next is exciting. I have a suggestion at this uh, juncture. We've talked and about a lot of is. films. And people at home, <laughs> the scores of people that listen to this are thinking, God, there's so much there. What do I, what on earth should I focus on and, and pay attention to and actually watch? So mm. my suggestion is, not necessarily your first number one from 2023, but something in your list. If you're going to say, just watch this, if you haven't seen it, as a summarization of 2023, what would you pick and why? Barbie. I think if you've got to this point in the year and you've not watched Barbie... Mm-hmm. Then you've missed 2020. 2023 was about Barbenheimer, really. That was the big thing of film in this year. And for me, Barbie was better than Oppenheimer. Um, I thought Barbie was brilliant. I think it gets what cinema is at the minute when it's good. And yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say everybody should watch Barbie. I'm not, uh, it wasn't my number one, but it is brilliant. And, excuse me, what I'm going to say is would actually make this a fantastic double bill, but not because they're related, but maybe a little bit. I'm going to say Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh. If you haven't watched it. You set that up so obviously to be Oppenheimer. No. (laughs) Great double bill, they're related. Oh, here we go. I think the reason they're related (laughs) is that um, they're both about American culture, aren't they? So Barbie, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a, that's about capitalism, I guess, and uh, and the Me Too movement and things like that. And because of the Flower Moon is about, well, it was made during the Black Lives Matter movement and America battling with its own history, which it still is. Yeah. So then, the I mean, they don't relate as in because <laughs> the Flower Moon isn't about a dollar or anything, but um, sure. I think they would make a good double bill for 2023. Wow. Do you agree See, or disagree? Ordinarily, I'd say they'd make a terrible double bill, but now Barbie and Oppenheim has happened, anything goes. Uh-huh. I'm going to... um, We need to talk about like just films we've watched that aren't 2023 in a minute. Um, got yeah. a couple of questions about, about those. But before we do, I'm just going to reel off the Focus Film Top 10. Go on then. And I'd like you to describe each with one word. If you haven't seen them, I will do it. But one word to describe each of these. Because I know you love getting put on the spot like this. So, um, Did you go. see me roll my eyes? I did, yeah. This, uh, this list was made by all the Focus Film team, uh, plus Gwillem from Talkabout. And 
we all made a top 20 list and then we worked, I used averages to work out where everything placed and we've got a top 10 of the year. So 10th, Wonka. Joyous. Nine, Killers of the Flower Moon. Harrowing. Eight, Bottoms. I will say hilarious. Seven, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Weepy. Oh. Because <laughs> there's a lot of like sad animals. Yeah, yeah. But I can't Six. say sad. Sad animals is not one word. Two words. <laughs> sad animals. If you say it really quick, then it's yeah. one. Six, Babylon. Wild. Fifth, Oppenheimer. Loud. Four, Barbie. Um, Colourful. Three, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Gorgeous. That's a bit of an ick word, isn't it? Gorgeous. Yeah, but it's fine. Two, Past Lives. <laughs> it's fine. Past Lives. <laughs> um, uh, Pensive. Bloody hell, you've don't, saved don't a look at me like that. Second place. No, no, like, like, that's good. Pensive's good. Oh. One, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Riot. And our honourable mentions were The Fablemans, Are You There God, It's Me Margaret, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Saltburn, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. How did I do? I think you did really well. My favourite was Pensive, Past Lives. Yeah, I regret Gorgeous. Yeah. And I... Uh, what was the one I said for... What was the other one that you didn't like? Um, the Guardians Galaxy, I didn't love Weepy. Weepy, yeah. I didn't like... No, I don't like the word weep. I don't know why I said that. Weepy. Mm. <laughs> like James Gunn's like, great, thanks, Gareth. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be cancelled now. film. Perfect. Weepy. What else should I use? What would you say if we got that? Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm. Finale. Finale. Well, that's obvious. That's what it is. Yeah, but it feels like a finale. The whole thing feels Guardians like a... Guardians of the Galaxy. Film. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> what a knob. Right. <laughs> so, films that you've watched in 2023 that didn't come out in 2023 that... I just want to know your five stars. That's what I want. I want your five star films that came out... That came out whenever, but you watched them this year right my first one master and commander the far side of the world which yep. is starring russell crowe uh and i'd heard it was really good i was it just blew me away but i remember in watching it uh, the trailer for it it looked rubbish when i was a kid i thought it looks really boring but it's a pure joy you watched it, it wasn't as much of a fan but could see why is that right yeah, I could understand why you loved it, but uh, yeah, I, I struggled with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my second one, Thelma and Louise. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Just because you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were like, yeah, you're wrong. But yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Thelma and Louise. Yeah, Thelma and Louise uh, is my other five star. It's one of the classics, and I thought, you know what? I had a great time. I'm going to give it five star. Do you know sometimes you're like, oh, just stop being an idiot and just yeah, live a little. A give, it, give yourself just, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do so, get more like 
like I do like ranking. I love a list. You know what I do. But I do, yeah. as time goes on, get more like if I like a film, I like a film, and that's the end of it. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. You know. That's, uh, yeah. That was a fuck it five star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. New feature for twenty twenty four. Fuck it five stars. Um, and then my last one, another classic, Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. Five star. I, I've also got that that I watched this year. Gave it a five. It's in a lot of lists of things like you must see in that, but uh, mm. it's. I just want to show everyone. It's so good, and there's people who don't like black and white films, or the people who don't like films that were made that were made before they were born. Fuck off! Watch grow Twelve Angry Men and grow up. Nice. There Got you a bit go. sweary there. Got a bit sweary. You did yeah. Sorry about that. So I feel about people who don't like things before they were born. Who are you? 2024 is bringing a, an Aggie Gareth. Yeah, I'm starting to embrace my age, you know, I think. Mm. I deserve to be Aggie about certain things, you know? What are you sure. Aggie about, Ellis? Yeah. doesn't have to be Phil. Go on. What you? What grinds your gears? In general? Yeah, anything. Could I hate film. when you're lying in bed and you're on your phone and then you drop your phone on your face. Ah. Oh. There's nothing worse than that because then you're like, well, I look like a prick, but no one saw it. So I'm embarrassed about it, but no one saw it happen. So it's kind of funny, but I don't want to laugh about it because also my head hurts. Yeah. And then you put and your also phone in it. Yeah. Makes you realize how much you're on your phone. All that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have an existential crisis. I'm also Aggie about huffers in, in supermarkets. If you're like just shopping, you're putting stuff in your trolley and then someone's trying to get through and they're like, <sighs> Because they can't get through. As they walk past, I'm like, if you've got a problem, you can come and talk to me. But don't huff past me because now I just feel bad. I just feel guilty. I've got no way of going, oh, sorry, because you're already past me. So huffers in supermarkets can huff off. Nice. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> Thanks for that, mate. You I have need to get that off my chest. It's all right. Also, I'll tell you what I'm aggy about. Here we go. Yes. I won't drop names. We've all done certain that. cinema that we go to have introduced M&Ms as toppers to their popcorn. Well, as a man allergic to peanuts, that fills me with dread because it's not like buying a pouch of sweets. That's they're loose. And it's an option then. Oh, for an extra quid, I could add M&Ms. Great. If I sit next to someone and they've got M&M topped on their popcorn, I'm going to be livid. I'm sorry, but who's topping their popcorn? Yeah, Would don't you do it in general. I remember Becky topped her popcorn once with chocolate buttons, but they just Did gave her the packets it? of chocolate buttons. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, top it yourself kind of deal. <laughs> Only kids are doing it, aren't they? Pointless. Because it sounds cool. Only, yeah, yeah. It's not cool. If, just eat if your you're a grown man, grow up, topping your, yeah, if you're a grown person, topping your stuff popcorn with chocolate. Think again. You could chew in too many calories for a start. Yeah, do better. Uh, do you want to hear my five stars? Yeah, sorry, we digressed there, but uh, I, th- I felt like it was needed. We there's a lot of yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I didn't know we needed it, but anyway, what are you? After sun, after sun made me cry. Loved it. Uh, being cry. John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Being John Malkovich is the biz. Very weird and proud to be weird. Loved it. The man who shot Liberty Valance, love a Western. The other day, um, um, for a few dollars more came on 
And I was like, oh yeah, here we go. But it was like 1am. I was like, no, I can't stay up and watch this, but I really want to. So I'm going to come back to it because I just, I love it. I love a Western. But the man who shot Liberty Valance was really good because it was very dramatic. James Stewart, isn't that, isn't he? <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. Uh, Rear Window you need to watch. That's a contender, mm. isn't it, for your 1500th? Yeah, yeah. It's on my, it's it. on my list. I haven't seen the Manish of uh, Liberty Valance, but uh, <laughs> I will add it to my Manish shot Liberty. <laughs> it's really good as well. That's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gave five star to Paper Moon. Yeah. Really good. Citizen Kane. I finally watched Citizen Kane and it was fantastic i went in with a right like scowl on my face like this isn't going to be good this is going to be overrated this can't be one of the best films ever and i was like nah nah that's great yeah, damn it <laughs> uh yeah. yeah but my favorite film and it's made it i think into my top 10 films ever that Whoa. i watched this year punch drunk love and i watched it because of you because you bought me the criterion dvd well well it's well uh, it's so good Top 10 of all time. Yeah. On one of well, our last ep- previous episodes, we've got, I, I like picked it apart and spoke about why it was great. I can't remember which episode it is, but sort yeah. it out if you're interested. But I loved it. Uh, well, can I borrow it? Or Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Here's me print because you're telling my one of my news resolutions to try to not big up films to you. Um, and now I've gone and like punch drunk love top 10 of all time, but I just loved it for a per- I don't think you'll like it as much as I do. That's that's the perfect way to big up a film. So you're telling me I'm still bigging it up? No, no, that's a good way to do it. You can big up films, right? Yeah. I don't think you'll like it as much as me because it's a very like filmmakers filmy film. And you have said in the past that you're not, you don't think about those things as much when you're watching a film. Well, I'm starting to, you've, you've, um, hate to say it, but you've rubbed off on me. People keep telling me I'm doing that. Yeah. It's only you. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, and you continue to rub off on me on a regular basis. So, uh, well, punch drunk love. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Good, I'm glad. Well, we've talked for bloody ages. We have. What What have you learnt? I've learnt that, um, you think people who don't like black and white films should fuck off because they're a prick. Have I ever told you that before? That um, that's my a, de- a deep-rooted thought of mine. No. Yeah. Because people do. They're like, uh, I'm not going to watch it because... Yeah, it's just a film. And what's the issue? I don't get it. It's... <sighs> anyway, yes, that's a good thing to know about me. Yeah, I've also learned that this still works, talking over a camera. We haven't done that in a while. No. So, uh... Yeah, this is giving me pandemic flashbacks, which is lovely. Yeah. I think what I'd like to learn, I'd like to learn where fire engines go to get like their tyres changed. Like, does someone go to them with the tyres or does a fire engine go to the garage and like get propped up and they change the tyres? Well, they probably have a garage. They probably like, like a bus station. 
just they do it all yeah, in house. Where is that? What, what, where is that? You know, the fire station. Yeah, but like a police. Hang car, on, your dad's a fireman. To... Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at an airport, so that's different. But surely they have fire engines there. He also used to be a, a, an on-call firefighter, so he will know the answer. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Of all the questions you could have asked me, the one that you have direct ans- access to answer. <laughs> yeah here's why the thought i went to the shop the other day and the shop's right next to the garage and the fire engine was parked in between the shop and the garage and i was like oh my god are they picking up a meal deal or are they getting their tires changed and i was like don't be silly ellis fire engines won't go to the garage to get their tires changed and then the thought spiraled well, no they're there. not going to go to they're not going to do a quick fit to get their tires changed no but you can no. imagine the depot that the the station's in will have facilities sure. to ch- do anything to that. Not just tyre, but, you know, fix it. All of it. Yeah. So then next, they have someone who's in the fire station who is the mechanic. mechanic. Who, yeah. It's what, crazy. Not, maybe not 24-7. Here's another question. Would you rather be a shell with shoes on or a guardian of the galaxy? You see, it's tougher than you think because <laughs> you you look there like my, oh, it's an obvious my answer. And you're spoke, like, Wait. <clears throat> my silence spoke volumes there, didn't it? It did. Um, because there's a lot of peril being Guardian of the Galaxy. And a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of peril. Whereas if you're a shell, you just, I mean, if you've got shoes, you can have a bit of a walk. The danger is a kid picks you up and like breaks you. Yeah. Or stamps on you. Shakes you and your brain falls out or something. And you, I bet you're not quick enough to dodge out of the way. I beg to differ, Mr. Bradwick. I think on the whole, I'd probably be a guardian of the galaxy. At least at least I've been a I've made a difference. And you've been to space. Been to space. How about you? Yeah, uh, I'd agree. A show you could get steps on. That's what you, yeah, I said that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you? I thought you said you could get picked up and... Well, you could do I that said. too. You get picked up or stepped on. Sure. I have a question for you. Final question. Would you rather Final be question. Barbie or Oppenheimer? Barbie? Are you kidding? Oppenheimer's a pretty pretty rough bloke, really. Uh, kind of made the atomic bomb. I don't want that on my conscience. That's true. I felt like a better question than it was. <laughs> tell you what we do need to work on this year is how to end shows better podcasts <laughs> we probably cut it already at this point are you kidding barbie <laughs>